0: This is a GAO Media property in partnership with Jacob Media.
1: Set your system's volume control for slightly above the normal listening level. Let's go. Second level thinking is defined as looking beyond the easy, obvious conclusions. You've got to do some smart thinking. Welcome to the second level, the second level. on the SportsMap Radio Network, a show where we go beyond the box score.
0: Presented by Rocket Mortgage, home loans that fit your life. Rocket can.
1: Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's aton Shander.
2: Mondays are becoming more and more fun, at least with the weekend in which we have of so many things going on. Friday, you know, Friday we left you with six elimination games up for grabs in the NHL. And if you think about what's transpired since then... For me, it's been a nightmare that I've awoken to that I at no point wanted to see, but I knew was coming with my basketball team. But from a large standpoint, the NBA bubble continues to inch closer to the playoffs. The NHL has its seating and matchups and will start, I know, Wednesday, a couple of first-round matchups. Baseball is dealing with the same issues that they dealt with when the Marlins shut the season down for a couple of days. And, oh, by the way, if you thought that the NFL was just calmly waiting in the weeds for its moment, enter college football with a pretty big storyline right now today. Now, all of that should, I would think, pale in comparison to what we saw across four days of golf. And I don't even know, I honestly don't even know where to begin outside of the obvious. In five minutes, we'll mention the winner first because this guy has played himself into a top five, top six world ranking. And the guy who had it through 54, those are the two most compelling storylines for me. But there are so many golf has never seen this level of success outside of one individual tearing through the sport. And the obvious answer would be Tiger Woods. But we really haven't seen this level of excitement and play from a betting... Do we need to go through the top 20s and top 10s that we gave out on Wednesday? We might as well just replay that segment with Balaji and then Maze after because we gave out five winners. Hopefully you played them, including Morikawa and Day as top 10 finishers. Boy, Jason Day, DJ Morikawa. We'll talk
1: about it all.
0: You're listening to the Sports Map Radio Network, broadcasting safely with our masks from Boomer Naturals.
1: Order now at boomernaturals.com. Use promo code Sports Radio for 20% off. beneath the surface, it's the second level on the SportsMap Radio Network.
0: Presented by Rocket Mortgage.
1: From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander.
0: Well,
2: we've got two major stories going on today. One is the hypothetical of college football and what's going to happen. The athletic directors spoke, the Big 12, Big 10 conferences that are looking to actually shut down versus where people are in wanting to stay open versus play. Now, there are tweets that are coming out where the hashtag we want to play is being populated by a ton of actual football players. Now, some have opted out, and that's another issue here, is that you're dealing with schools that are hopefully not losing, but some have some pretty big impact players that have said no. A couple of people, Matt Hayes, at Matt Hayes CFB, Power 5 AD, just texted me. It's looking more and more like it's Big Ten and Pac-12 versus SEC, ACC, and Big 12. And that's not some tournament that's being set up. That's who's going to cancel their season. And cancel versus delay is a little difficult right now to determine. So college football, right, first and foremost, college football has to determine themselves what they're going to do with this year. Calendar year or season? It's really different if you just postpone into the winter or spring and play football then. February, April, those types of months in which you can get out and actually have a season. Unfortunately, though, it looks like cancellation could be in this where they're just going to throw their arms up Big Ten and Pac-12 specifically and cancel their season, which I think is a shame because if you look at where this calendar is and where we could be in February, March, April, there really isn't no, any need right now to definitively cancel, but we know that there is going to be a lot of question marks to get to that point about if it's even safe. And now you have the biggest crux of this issue, of course, is that people, there's no real governing body for college football. The NCAA is not that. So everybody is in their own Power Five conference, and they have to figure it out on their own. And while there is a commissioner of a conference, ADs and schools, and the bigger ones, of course, in each conference – are the ones that are going to speak mostly for these conferences. It's no knock on Nebraska, Iowa, but they're not enough to overcome a vote in the Big Ten, let's say, that everybody else is like, no, no, we're not doing this. If Penn State, Ohio State come down and say there's no Big Ten football, it doesn't matter if Nebraska is trying to go back to the Big 12 or wherever it may be they're not playing football big 10 sanctioned football this year this is a mess mainly because we just don't have any idea where we're going we don't have any idea where we're moving forward right now and how close this actually is to a restart versus nope you're probably not going to see college football if at all until march Now, we'll chat with our NFL insider at 1140 Eastern, John McMullen, about this conversation and how, if at all, it's impacting the NFL. I do imagine that the NFL has an eye on what college football is doing, but there's just so much more at stake for a college campus, for kids that are back, not just student athletes, as ridiculous and wonky of a term as that is, it's not just your football players, your lacrosse players, your field hockey players, your men's and women's soccer, baseball, or basketball players, softball players, for that matter. It's not just. It's everybody else who comes into contact. It's going to be difficult for any school to maintain this. Wow. It's coming out. The Big 12 is, no, and all, all of these rumors about the Big 12 taking Nebraska back is nonsense. There is one question about, see, you can't allow a transfer to happen just because there are COVID protocols in place that are preventing a school from playing football. So no, Big 12, ACC, SEC, you should not be allowed to just pinch a player right now because that player's conference has come down and said it's not safe to play. Completely different set of circumstances that should not be applied here at all. The other storyline is what happened in the PGA Championship. And it's not even halfway through the season. But Colin Morikawa has done something truly special. And it's not even just winning this major. It's not just taking home the PGA Championship and what looked to be like, I don't know, 10 degrees out there. It was cold. Whenever you see golfers constantly blowing into their hands, rubbing their hands, trying to keep warm, you know it's cold out there. A lot of activity, and yet still these guys were cold. And there are two competing storylines in what happened yesterday and what happened over the weekend and truly these four days of golf. It's the same old, same old where – Here's Dustin Johnson in the lead, 54 holes in, and you're you're actually approaching now Greg Norman's status, in which it's pretty much a lock that Dustin Johnson's going to find a way to lose that tournament. And he was even through the majority of the day, which just isn't enough. It's not enough. Wound up two under, but still, that was the difference between 11-under and 13-under where Morikawa was. And we'll get back to DJ in a second here, but Morikawa to lose that playoff in the first match, in the first playoff, in the first tournament of the season. Not everybody, and this is a young kid who clearly has no fear, and he's a joy to watch. He really is, especially with his irons. My goodness, he's got to be, I don't even have the stats in front of me, but he's got to be one of the best ball strikers with his irons in a while consistent can hit for distance it's a beauty to watch And really if, if you have any association or connection with the game everybody's watching everybody's footwork you're watching all of the little idiosyncratic things guys do before they set up but Morikawa hits the ball with his irons as good as anybody on this tour and the redemption tour is over he already won earlier Following that meltdown where he missed an easy putt in the playoffs and handed things over in the first week of action to Daniel Berger, Morikawa has done nothing since then but play himself into a top five, top six world ranking. And it wasn't... Nobody was going to dominate this course in that weather through four days. Nobody was going to do it. But he did something that was more special than than anybody else up until yesterday up until sunday 65 was the low round which is crazy to think about that the low round that you saw a 65 came on saturday now others shot it as well came on saturday where morikawa himself finished saturday with the 65 so Here you have a guy who is hovering around par sixty nine, sixty nine for two straight days. Makes this incredible surge on Saturday and bucks the trend, a major trend, which is if you're going to have your best day, don't do it on Saturday. If you're in contention here, that's why I thought for Dustin Johnson, it was a pretty safe bet that he wasn't going to be a winner. Despite some favorable odds, even after we saw an even day for a little bit and DJ fall, you know, those final two birdies definitely helped move him up, tied for a top two finish. So if you had him a top five, you still got that. But it was difficult. It's always difficult. Nobody does this. Nobody does this, especially in a major. That was special. That, and, and Morikawa now is going to be a name that people will follow, that people, I don't think that it's going to be like Kepko or other names that we saw, even a Jason Day as far as, you know, clearly not Bryson, and we'll talk about Bryson because he's probably the third storyline in all of this following what happened with Morikawa and how bad it's got now for DJ holding a 54-hole lead, especially at a major. But... Nobody does what Morikawa did. You don't shoot the the course, the round that you had, which is the best for the three days on a Saturday, and then bounce back and shoot one shot better. It just doesn't happen. Where you go into this 69-69-65, and the expectation is, all right, you know, if he can get by with the 67 or 68... He's done something really incredible. If he can hold on, and those four strokes would be a significant difference. I mean, they would knock him to nine under in a tie with Justin Rose for ninth. So think about the difference there of where we kind of expected. And it's not just Colin Morikawa, it's anybody. We've been betting consistently fading the guy who has the round of the tournament on Saturday only to bounce back with not much. And again, if you think that it's no big deal between the difference of one or two strokes, that was the difference between Dustin Johnson finishing two off and forcing a playoff, or simply just winning. That 65 on Saturday, combined with where he was atop the leaderboard heading into the final day, simply undid him. He became unwound, and it was just not difficult like we've seen in the past, hitting balls in the water, finishing plus three, but no real risk and no real reward. And to watch that for a guy who's just holding on as much as possible with both hands, clinched fists, just refusing to give this thing up. And here comes Morikawa. And again, I'll harp on this all damn day because I don't think a lot of people understand how difficult this was in the settings, and where he was physically on the course, being cold weather and and that being a different change, as challenging as the course was on Sunday, and he owned it. Owned it. It was a thing of beauty to see somebody master a course on Saturday and come back and say, well, I still have work left to do. And shoot a 64 to clinch everything. My goodness. Now, it's no knock on uh, Paul Casey and that 66 that allowed him to slide in number two, but Colin Morikawa is one of the best golfers on tour and probably one of the most consistent golfers right now in the PGA Tour, and I don't even know if it's close. Yes, Bryson DeChambeau is there. You can't sneeze away a top-five finish for a guy who definitely found his way over Saturday and Sunday. Man, watching Bryson, is it, he's just a different dude. He's just a different cat. And I think that the mannerisms, again, everybody has their own idiosyncrasies out there before they hit a ball. But Bryson has become must-well. I'm just fascinated by everything Bryson does. And I say this as an average golfer, you know, 96 to 110 is usually the range of any day that it could be. So I'm by no means somebody who has mastered even my own game. But I am, yeah, I, I could watch Tony Fino. I could watch Justin Rose. Here's Xander. We gave you that top 20 finish. mean, that's five straight top 20 finishes now for Xander. Everybody has something that they're doing either that everybody else is doing consistently like their footwork or they're doing something just a little different as far as maybe a hitch or how they shift. Bryson just is a different cat altogether. It's like watching, uh, you know, the first time you started to see a seven foot one guy maneuver and really be able to play behind the arc, knock down threes, a little athletic ability, put the ball on the floor, and all of a sudden you're talking about a seven foot one three. First time you saw that, and I don't mean like Kevin Garnett or you know somebody like that playing into that position. It's just he's different. Everybody else is doing one thing. He's doing the opposite, and I'm fascinated by it. 800-224-2004 is your phone number. At Shander Show is how you get me on Twitter, twitch.tv slash Shander Show. College football is in jeopardy. There's a report that two power conferences will cancel their season tomorrow. And also, one of the best, probably one of the top five majors you've ever seen that did not include Tiger Woods with a chance to win it. Those two storylines will continue. John McMullen, 1140 Eastern, second level on SportsMap Radio.
1: Dealing with the root of the issues, it's the second level on the Map Radio Network.
0: Presented by Rocket Mortgage.
1: Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander.
2: All right, Tony, Jake, or Aton. there's only one man who knows all three of us as well as Ron Culver does, and that's Ron Culver. So you hear Tony in the morning, 7 to 9 Eastern, you hear Jake Asman before me, 9 to 11 Eastern, and then me, 11 to 1. And in case you didn't know, Ron Culver sits there and deals with the latter two and has fun with the, with the former, with the first. Is that an accurate description? Sometimes. Okay. So I'll ask you a question Tony Jake or Aton, who's more likely to actually read instructions Tony. on anything? Hmm. I'm, I'm I'm torn
3: between – well, I'm going to say I, I'm, first gut reaction was Tony. Yeah, I, I Here, think that's here's right. Here's the reasoning why. <laughs> Tony, I think, wants to get the job done, and he wants to get it done efficiently. Jake will pawn it off on somebody else because he doesn't have the tools for whatever set of instructions are needed. I think you will maybe – I'm, I'm thinking about this as like an Ikea cabinet. I think you will look at the picture and like, oh, I can figure this out.
2: Yeah, I actually I haven't started looking at instructions until I got married or technically started living with my fiance, where there was somebody else holding me accountable if, in fact, it wasn't put together correctly. Right. All right, Tony, Jake, or Eitan, who's most likely to fall asleep on the couch? Always sleeping on the couch. Well, I got to say Tony for that because I know
3: for a fact he does it all the time. He usually sits there in the middle of the night and takes a nap. Yeah, that's me, too. <laughs> Is that you? Oh I, yeah,
2: absolutely. Because we don't have a TV in the bedroom, so I like to fall asleep with the TV on. And I usually fall asleep with the dog on me on the couch and King of Queens so reruns. You're, you're
3: using uh, the dog as a blanket. That's nice, especially in the winter. My wife just called just a few minutes ago. I know this is a little off topic, but it deals with dogs. My wife just called yes. a few minutes ago, like you know, literally during your last segment, and was telling me she's like, "Yeah, our dog was just barking up a storm." You know, our little dog. I'm like, oh, why was there a dog and dog in our yard or something like that? She goes, well, yeah, there was just some dog walking through the neighborhood, no owner, just you know, doing its business on each yard as it's moving along. Hmm. I'm
2: like, all right, good and thing that your some- dog's alerting, though.
3: Yeah, I mean that, that makes me feel good, you know, if there's ever a car issue. But now I know I have a present when I get home. Hopefully, he didn't do the uh, didn't do the second one. He just did the first, and then I don't correct, care. correct
2: absolutely i think uh i look I, I think your dog is doing the right thing as a, as it's a, a good watch service dog. yes absolutely great service but you still are going to have to deal with the other dog and what they left you right yeah, more than likely
3: yeah if if there is something there which you know keep my fingers crossed there's not all right tony jake
2: or Eitan, who's a craft beer snob Hmm. you I don't remember. We have a, no, a I promo know. with white claw. I know, but you would be
3: the only one. I don't think. I don't know if Jake drinks, and if he does drink, I think he does. Uh, you know, he. he I don't want to. I don't want to say that drink. Maybe I'll. Maybe I'll class it up. Maybe a margarita or a Decker. Okay. I was. I was about to say he might go Cosmo. Now Tony but, isn't
2: like Tony. <laughs> Tony only really drink Sam
3: Adams or something like that. No, he's not real. I don't know if he ever drinks beer ever. I don't think any of us do. To be yeah. honest. So out of the the pro the right question is me or the right answer is me is you yeah I'll be the craft I'm the craft beer snob because that's all I drink I could see you being a craft except and- I will say this over the last like two three weeks now I've just been a white claw guy because it <laughs> I is love it, it it's is amazing 100- well it? no it's 110 degrees outside I did this last summer too last summer was my first summer where I was ashamed and then I just it, towards the end of summer I embraced it this summer I just jumped both feet in I was like I don't care. It's 110 degrees outside. You know, I want something that's cool and refreshing and, you know, gets me gets me that good feeling, the good vibes.
2: I'm glad that the, the
3: promo has worn off on you. Oh, Absolutely. I was never, hey, I never shamed you at
2: all. Okay, just making sure.
3: No, I just made a promo that made you look bad. I never
2: personally shamed you. Got it. Okay, just want to make sure. <laughs> Speaking of shame, who has done the walk of shame in a Halloween costume? <laughs> uh you know, funny enough,
3: I'm probably gonna have to go with Jake. Well
2: I couldn't you see Jake and he's a little yes. younger, so I don't know how much experience one has had. What was the most popular Halloween costume like eight years ago? That's probably what Jake. Well, was in, you can't you know?
3: go you can't go eight years ago
2: on Jake. He was in junior high. How old? I thought he's like 27, 28. Is he, that, is he younger than that? I don't know. I thought he was like twelve. All right, let's say that three years ago. All right. Well, I don't even. I couldn't even tell you what. Well, happened Jake over already told
3: me what his Halloween costumes have been the last uh, several years. He's oh, either, perfect. He's either gone as Jake from State Farm, or, or what was the other one? It was something ridiculous, like like paint his eyes black and goes, you know, wear a shirt that says P and be a black eyed P.
2: No, that's terrible. No, but it was something along that level. I'll remember it. I could see him doing the walk of shame in that red shirt and the khakis. Jake from State Farm doing the walk of shame from one dorm to another. John McMullen's next.
1: Listening to the second level on the Sports Map Radio Network.
0: Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can.
1: From the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios with way more than the scores. Here's Aton Shander.
2: See, I'm trying to figure this out. I hear this song once a day with Ron Culver, and I'm trying you. No, you, to don't, you out. don't hear it once a day. Oh, you hear easily. No, you hear it twice a week. No. Yes. It's got to be more no, than that. No, it's twice a week. Is it every time John comes on? Because I heard it when Harry Mays was on with us on Wednesday.
3: I I might have done it for Harry, too.
2: But I usually usually do this song for John. Has John McMullen at JF McMullen, our Philadelphia Eagles insider, and you can hear him? I couldn't hear
3: it, so I don't know what's
2: going on. Oh, man. Well, you know, every time we'll sing it for you. It's that song where the woman is barely talking. What's that new thing where you have that, that type of talking into a microphone that's really low and monotonous? Now, can you hear this? Yeah, I can hear it. I can barely hear, hear the
4: talking part. Well, that's
2: so it's maybe that's why. yeah, it's done like that on purpose. Now, I had no idea that you were such a big fan of this song that you asked Ron Culver ahead of time to play it I as am. your introduction.
4: I'm such a big fan. I'm such a big fan, I had no idea. But I'm just thrilled to have uh, theme music. Well,
2: yeah. Now, do we need (laughs) imaging? Do we need to set this thing up and have this song behind it? Maybe
3: we need to start doing that, taking it a step further now, right? Seriously.
2: Small victories, man.
4: Somebody wants to give you something, take it. No wonder why,
2: John, and and it makes sense now that your background on Twitter at JF McMullen would be you on Mad Dog Sports Weekend with probably Lance Meadow or, or somebody like that, as opposed to something honoring us and you being on with this. <laughs> well, no,
4: here, here's now here's the thing for that. And, and by the way, I'll, I'll I'll change it pretty quickly because I got to change. Uh, but uh, my buddy was listening at that time and managed to take a a, a picture of it. So I. I I need a picture of someone. I can't do it myself. Uh, I'm not in the car, so that's true. Uh, if you can get me a picture, I'll gladly put it up there.
2: Absolutely. And, and look, we can't compete with Lance Meadows, so I, I understand it's going to be difficult anyway. I think and it was we, David Moulton, though. I'll oh, give him I don't. David I don't Moulton. know David. So the guys change and names Good come guy. up all the time. Well, we've got yeah. baseball that's canceled another series. The Big 12, it looks like 18 minutes ago, there was a report that came out from Chris Solari that they've canceled football this year. Is the NFL even looking, paying attention to everything going on right now, or has nothing changed since Thursday with the NFL since we last spoke outside of names that we know have opted out?
4: Now, full steam ahead, man. They are full steam ahead. I, You know, I... I don't think it's a good comparison because college has a lot of issues that the NFL doesn't have. A, you're talking about, from the league's perspective, you're talking about adults making the decision to play with the union, um, negotiating on their behalf. So, you know, NFL is always, um, often points out these are joint negotiations, and they are. It's the NFL and the NFLPA, so both sides have to agree. Uh, so that's number one, and I think that's the biggest part of it. And then, as I've said on the show numerous times, follow the money. <laughs> if you're a reporter, you learn that basically day one. And they're not walking away from $8 billion. They're just not. No, I, Unless they're forced to, as I've always said.
2: Right, and, and I do wonder if, if you look at what's happening with college football, I imagine that they're going to hold on. That's a moneymaker in its own right. And they're going to hold on to every possible scenario of them playing football somewhere in 2021 as opposed to 2020. And that really is the only wiggle room the NFL has. But even then, it's kind of like tacking on right the first month to the back end of the season. My point of, it this, of asking this question, John, is it seems as much as there is full steam ahead, There isn't really a parachute or netting below the NFL to kind of move around or navigate through any type of issues that could cause a change or force a change in scheduling.
4: No, ironically, I I think if they don't play college football at all, and I think certain conferences, and that's another problem, you have different uh, decision-makers. Obviously, you have one unilateral uh, group making that decision for the NFL. Um, and then the players, as I said, whereas you have conference after conference after conference that has to make individual decisions. So that makes it uh, more complicated as well. But if they don't play college football, that opens up Saturdays, and in theory, you can massage the schedule far more. I- obviously, you know, there's only certain things you can do because football is a game you can't play twice a week. You can't play double headers. Um, it's not a, a physically possible from that standpoint, so you're limited uh, from that aspect. But it does open up some things. And then the second part is most places, I think, are not going to have fans. Certainly in the Northeast. Certainly in in certain places. So you have more wiggle room from that aspect because you don't have to worry about the logistics of fans who are scheduled to come and all that kind of thing. You can move things that way pretty easily.
2: So theoretically every night of the week could be yeah. open. Yeah. I, I mean, Friday if night
4: football. So if you think about MetLife stadium is dark, they've already said both the giants and jets. Uh, not going to be any fans. Right. Obviously, the building's not booked. <laughs> you don't have to right. worry There's about no that. no concert
2: coming in. Drake, is it coming yeah. to town anytime soon?
4: Exactly. Uh, TV would be certainly willing, uh, which is the most important part. They'll take a highly rated... Uh, uh, they're desperate for it at any point, so they'll move around their schedule. Uh, everybody will get out of the way for the NFL if they have to.
2: Yes, but I- I'm curious has there been any conc- outside of saturday which is the logical progression here when you need more days we already we have sunday monday thursday and now saturday which should be open with college football not playing is there anything that's been talked about discussed anything concrete or tangible that would say no
4: not no okay. not publicly so they're not at that point And that's been, hey, they've had many contingency discussions behind the scenes. So I'm sure things like that have been broached behind the scenes, nothing publicly, because they're not going to admit to that kind of thing uh, until they have to. And that's probably the proper way to do it, to be honest. Um, So, yeah, from that, no, there's there's not saying if this happens, we're going to play on Tuesday and we're going to play in neutral sites. None of that has come to fruition, uh, but they've had all these discussions. For instance, I, I, I talk about being forced to shut down. It's a local and state government, which, or state government, which the NFL has been pretty consistent with. They said you have to follow the policies of, of those municipalities. If they say you can't play, you just cannot play, well, then, uh, then they would go to neutral sites, I believe. But there's nothing on the books. They're not going to admit that. Uh, until uh, until they have to. And that's another thing where you bring up college football. You're going to have empty college stadiums as well. So if you need a neutral site, that opens up that possibility.
2: This is amazing. The NFL might simply backdoor their way into being the dominant sport five, six days a week simply because – Everybody else decided from a safety protocol in college, and the inability to really make it work in baseball. There's not even a precedent. There's not even a sport you can point to right now and say, "Well, they got it right." Outside of a sport that's being played in a bubble.
4: Yeah, I certainly, and even that you can you can nitpick. I I mean, I think it depends on on who you want to talk to, and uh, I, I think it depends on. Uh, what kind of bent you take on 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 moving forward, and and that's a larger discussion. As we've mentioned a lot of times, that's a societal discussion that goes far beyond professional sports. And I think it comes down to where we are, and we're not as a society prepared to say, "Okay, this thing's going to be here." And I always go back to Adam Silver because I think he had the best quote: "You, you can't outrun this virus, so you got to persevere." And you got to do the best you can. If we get to that point at society, I think you'll see it easier for other sports. We're not at that point. And I don't know if we're ever getting to that point. I do think, as I said pretty consistently, we'll be at that point in early November, no matter who wins.
2: Yeah, and I'm curious, in November, when we get to that point, if you will, of, of the season and kind of trying to figure out where we are, Is there a team going into this that, and maybe New England is the obvious answer because of the count, but is there a team, after seeing the 66-plus names that have opted out, is there a team that you looked at that thought, man, they're not in great shape with the either names, quality-wise or quantity-wise, of who opted out?
4: No, if you think about it just from a number standpoint, it's only New England. I mean, it's just over two players per team, so uh, statistically, so if you're under that number, you did pretty well. Uh, three teams didn't have any: uh, the Chargers, I believe, the Falcons, and the Steelers. I believe are the three. Um, the Patriots had eight. Nobody else was even close. So, and and some of them are are, are pretty significant when you talk about Hightower and, and Patrick Chung and uh, Marcus Cannon. So they've had some starting level players, and they're really the only team to take multiple hits like that. Um, And I I think the number was a little bit higher than most expected. But again, when you look at it just from a purely statistical standpoint, under two players per team is not going to make much of an impact. You're you're going to get players hurt anyway. That's part of what the NFL is attrition. This is just a different kind of attrition. Uh, so the Patriots are far and away the loser in the opt-out count. Nobody else is even close.
2: Is there anything that's being discussed about a soft deadline or even marker for continuing to opt out? We saw the <clears throat> linebacker in Minnesota right now opt out after. The Cameron Smith, who discovered he had a heart issue following testing positive for COVID. So I wonder, is, is like what happens if a player tests positive for COVID-19 week two, is asymptomatic, comes back, and is ready to go by week four, but then finds out that they have a health issue, an underlying health issue as a result of the virus in their body? That player can't right now, as, as it is, John Wright, opt out.
4: Yeah. Well, a couple things. Cam Smith didn't opt out. I mean, he's having heart surgery. So I, I mean, he can't play and he'll just be put on um pop or, or injured reserve and move forward. His contract won't have to toll or anything of that nature. Um, and he's hopeful that he will uh, be able to continue to play. They did put two contingencies on the opt out. Um, if, there's a new diagnosis of an underlying health condition like Camp Smith. Uh, then you can opt out, but again, more likely the the semantic version of that would you you would go to injured reserve anyway, so it wouldn't have any real impact. And then the second part is if a family member um, is hospitalized in, in serious condition and and or or God forbid passes away. Uh, then you can opt out, decide to opt out later in the season. So those are the two contingencies they've put in place. Uh, but the first one, as I said, I, I don't even think from a practical standpoint, I think it's more of a PR thing, because from a practical standpoint, you would just move to injured reserve, and it, you wouldn't need that list anyway. All
2: right, John, we appreciate it. I know that there's a, a busy day here with camp and all, and What's the latest, if you can, in the final 40 seconds or so? Can you give us an update on Doug Peterson?
4: Uh, no update. I, I can tell you he, uh, you know, tested positive. So you're you're going to have that 10-day period anyway. Now, the Eagles put three players on, on the COVID list on, on July 29th. The first, uh, Nate Gary, came off on, on Sunday. So that's kind of the time frame. He uh, yes, asked. Asymptomatic, uh, from sources I have, that remains the case. So that part of it is good news. I expect he'll talk via Zoom at some time this week, and and we'll get some kind of an update.
2: Awesome, John. Thanks again, man. We'll chat on Thursday. Have a great day and a great week. All right,
4: thanks, Aton. Appreciate
2: it. At JF McMullen, John McMullen, or NFL Insider. We wrap the hour next.
1: Scratching beneath the surface, it's the second level on the Sports Map radio network.
0: Presented by Rocket Mortgage.
1: From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander.
2: So it is official. It, it looks at least like it's official. The Detroit Free Press has looked right now like this is a... has confirmed that the Big 12, pardon me, the Big 10 has voted to cancel their season. The two schools that were resisting Iowa and Nebraska, but overruled. And at that point, I don't really know what's left for this conference or the Pac-12, who is reportedly on that same side and will probably cancel their season if not today, then tomorrow. A lot to talk about in the second hour. About what's going on, why it happened, and moving forward. Hate to spend so much on why this happened. I'd rather look at a solution more so than anything else. And that solution might be found in the SEC of all places. Doesn't look like the SEC is canceling anything. Second hour right now on Sports Map Radio.
0: This is a GAO Media property in partnership with Jacob Media.
1: Set your system's volume control for slightly above the normal listening level. Let's go. Second level thinking is defined as looking beyond the easy, obvious conclusions. you got to do some smart thinking. Welcome to the second level level. on the SportsMap Radio Network, a show where we go beyond the box scores.
0: Presented by Rocket Mortgage, home loans that fit your life. Rocket
1: can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Eitan Shander.
2: What a strange day this is on a Monday, the 10th of August, where I'm looking at the Stanley Cup playoff schedule set. We have the majority of seating locked in place in the NBA bubble. The MLS running a successful back-to-football tournament, their own bubble. And then at the same time, we get a nice, juicy 12-and-a-half, 13-minute conversation with our NFL insider, John McMullen, who maintains the NFL is doing nothing of the sort when it comes to what college football is doing. Look, we had a great weekend from a UFC card to the PGA Championship to NBA and NHL action, Major League Baseball once again has to cancel a series, but at the very least, they're moving forward with other games. And the big news that contrasts all of that on the opposite side of all of that is college football. And it looks as if the Big Ten will make the formal announcement Tuesday there will be no football in 2020. The Pac-12 has been rumored to fall in line say the same thing. It's a big story right now because we just don't have any, not enough, any information. We don't. We don't know what the plan is. We don't know what the motivation is to return. We don't know how far out on the calendar all of this could be for this sport to return. So we'll talk about where we are and what we can do to get some sense of football back on the collegiate level coming up in about three minutes and as mentioned the 16 team tournament begins tomorrow lightning versus the jackets Bruins and Carolina in the east Vegas Blackhawks stars flames in the west updated odds the second favorite right now to win the whole damn thing sits here in Philadelphia oh that futures bet is looking great at the end of February right now flyers lightning can you see it can you see it we also have an update on Jake Asman's horrific Halloween costumes. Fake news a lot this hour.
1: At the Sports Map Radio Network, we wear Boomer Naturals masks. Order now at BoomerNaturals.com. Use promo code SportsMapRadio for 20% off. Scratching beneath the surface. It's the second level on the Sports Map Radio Network.
0: Presented by Rocket Mortgage.
1: From the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios, here's Aton Shander.
0: There is a, I guess,
1: conflict,
2: if you will. Michigan was one of the schools because their president has a medical background, of course, that voted to cancel the 2020 season. Doesn't know at all as we haven't gotten any word, either from Michigan or any other school, including the Detroit Free Press, who confirmed this initial report. And then you have Jim Harbaugh writing this letter saying why Michigan and the Big Ten need to play. And I understand it's not like Jim Harbaugh shouldn't be allowed to write this letter or shouldn't be allowed to have a conflicting point of view, but... You would like to think that Michigan and its big-named head coach would be on the same page at the very least, and it looks chaotic at best. At worst, it just looks like Harbaugh doing his own thing, as he's always been rumored to have been doing his own thing, especially since day one when he walked in there. 12-2 to was the final vote to cancel the football season, and Michigan was not among that group. Michigan voted to cancel. Ohio State voted to cancel. And now you have a ton of athletes, as predicted, tweeting, we want to play, hashtag we want to play. Ohio State football players, this school right now is trending in the United States on Twitter because enough players from Ohio State have gone on using the hashtag we want to play. This is not an easy decision. It's not an easy one to reach. It's not an easy one to make. And it's not an easy one to live by. And you're going to have to deal, if you're a university that has a college football program that's either going to be put on hold or flat out canceled, then you're going to have to deal with the human element of frustration and disappointment and anger when these kids are watching professionals play in the NFL. There are so many reasons why you can point to college football just can't do this versus the NFL, and that's probably the biggest takeaway for anybody here is don't conflate the two. I've purposely brought this conversation up specifically with John McMullen on the two different days that he joins us so that hopefully this casts as wide of a net to our audience as possible the NFL Doesn't care. For lack of a better phrase, the NFL doesn't care what's going on outside of the NFL. They don't. And I don't necessarily know if I blame them at this point. Why would I? If they feel like they can do it and they feel like there's enough at stake and that just fueled by greed and money alone, well, the NFL is going to do it until a governor steps in and says, you can't play football in this state. Sorry. Sorry. And if that's the case, if Tom Wolf here in Pennsylvania comes down and says, sorry, Steelers and Eagles, you guys can't play in Pennsylvania, some other governor is going to raise their hand and say, we get to have a football team play in our state? In one of the biggest cities, if not the biggest city? Absolutely. Come on. Come on, Philly. Come on, Pittsburgh. Anybody else? Harrisburg, you got a semi-pro team. We'll take you to. College can't work that way. College is so fragmented right now and split up that there isn't one governing body that they can point to and say, okay, you make the decision for us. You'll see conferences now do this. First, it's the Big Ten. The Pac-12 is expected to follow suit. If not today, then tomorrow. And you're going to have a ton, a ton of players who already are speaking out but even more pile up and say this is just this isn't right the ohio state football account this is from barrett sally sali the official ohio state football account is retweeting players who want to play even though the big 10 reportedly canceled football today this sport is so beautifully dysfunctional it's on the same vein as michigan canceling football saying, nah, we voted to cancel Big Ten football this year, and then some long letter penned by their head coach about why this is a travesty and disgrace to cancel football in the first place. There is nothing consistent, nor has there been anything really ever consistent about college football. Even the postseason has changed and flopped and undergone so many different avenues to try and get to where we are now. And even then, the playoffs, they're not enough. Well, four should really be six or eight, and then eight should be 12, and the next thing you know you're talking about the March Madness NCAAs. Nothing. I don't necessarily think we should be surprised here. There isn't a governing body that they respect and follow. Every university is kind of left up to their own and then loosely involved, especially in a power conference, at the behest of... Maybe, and I say that operatively, of course, here, a commissioner who has power and influence around the conference, but even then, you need voting. Different parts of the country. SEC may feel we can get through this here. Big Ten may feel we can't. It might be one team ruining it for the rest of us. How are we going to survive if Rutgers can't play their football season? It's not fair to Rutgers if everybody else plays in Michigan and Minnesota and here's Rutgers in New Jersey that can't do it. I don't know what the nature of the conversations were. All we know and really all we have in front of us is the end result. College football, just think about the days in which you were in college or a university, depending on how big or small your school is. It really doesn't matter in this case. I went to Gettysburg College with 2,300 kids or so when I graduated. I think there were about like 2,000 when I came in and, I don't know, 23, 2,400 kids total when I graduated. And I can tell you that it would be physically impossible for a campus like that with even 2,400 kids to maintain some level of safety protocol With COVID-19 from an athletic standpoint. And it doesn't matter because I've been to Penn State. Which is the complete opposite of small Gettysburg College. But you're just not going to be able to control activity. You're just not going to be able to really curb activity. We, We just saw this in baseball. I just saw this story where a guy had to go back to his city. Man, why am I blanking on this? So much in college right now. Ron, did you see this story where the baseball player was sent back home via car because he went out that night? No. Okay. Well, maybe. Was, is this a, a fake news story that no. I just outed? No. I had it here on a couple of sites, and now I can't find it. Oh, man, that is a story in its own. Well, I mean, I've heard, like, you know, what happened with the Marlins. It's probably something similar. Well, they had to bus them.
3: Yeah. They, but, I mean, they put all, like, 14 people in a bus and just sent them back down to Miami. Right. Indians. So is this what is a— uh, Dan Plezak. Zach Plezak.
2: Yeah, was this uh, a Cardinals player? No, it's an Indians player. Oh, an Indians player. He was sent back to Cleveland in a car service yesterday— after the young right-hander violated team rules and MLB's COVID 19, oh, yes. The twenty-five-year-old went out with friends on Saturday in Chicago following his team's win against the White Side. This is a paid professional athlete. Despite this is why I laugh when people thought that the Miami Marlins was going to be some wake-up call to everybody else in baseball, and then you had the St. Louis Cardinals issue. Now it's an individual issue. It doesn't matter if it's one or 10 or 15 people. The point of this is that you have professional athletes, and it's going to happen in the NFL. Professionals who are looking around saying, I, it's, it's worth it. This is a risk. It's worth it. You needed a bubble. You needed something. And even then we saw Lou Williams and others. When they get out, oh, you you mess around with the bubble. You can get out of the bubble. Yeah. Cal weighing in on the Twitch channel. You can follow us, twitch.tv slash Shander Show. We love Cal. He is our associate producer on this end and makes everything look great, cuts things up for us to repost. Says PSU tailgates literally have thousands of people. It's, It's insanity. And if you think that people are just going to stay back in their rooms because they can't go physically and sit down at a game and not congregate, you've been away from college or you don't have any college-age kids in your family for way too long, way too long. 25-year-old right-hander violated team and MLB rules to go out with friends Saturday night immediately sent home in a car service on Sunday back to Cleveland. We'll send your ass back to Cleveland in an Uber. This is happening across the board in professional sports. Are you telling me, do you honestly believe that if the rules were not as stringent in place in the bubble, that if it were a little more lax in either Orlando, Toronto, or even Edmonton, And that's probably the best test case to relax the rules in Edmonton. But that's the point, is that these guys are now basically herded together. And there's so much happening from a rule and what happens if you break the rule standpoint and so much more at risk because you don't want to be the guy that infects the entire bubble. You don't want to be that one player who goes out and comes back in and infects 50 people because the nature of a bubble is like a brush fire. Same situation that we see in non-bubble sports, except, of course, with guys just not caring. Not caring. Why else would Zach Pleszak do that? Why? Because he thought, oh, don't, don't worry about it. I can, I can get around it. He did not care. And if you think that that factor is not being weighed right now with ADs and universities voting to cancel the season, then I've got real estate that connects New Jersey and Pennsylvania, and it's cheap. And you can hit me up on DM. My DMs are open. What are you thinking? That this is all precautionary? That there isn't a real threat that's sitting right now with this virus and then to compound the threat? Activity, human behavior, professional sports leagues are having trouble curbing actual behavior. You think that college football or any other sport in college is going to have an easy time doing this? Just because of certain protocol that's in place? Here's another thing, too. Are you going to suspend? Are you going to boot your top player now? You saw what happened in that one was at Louisville where they had the soccer story go down and you had two kids kicked out, suspended, first off, booted from the team and then suspended from the university because they organized a party. Organized a party. Look, I'm 42 years old. I make bad decisions every single day. In fact, chances are I'll make a couple bad decisions every single day. It's probably on the same line as my picks for Odds Checker right now, which I'm lucky to break even when it comes to good decisions and bad decisions. But, you know, you live through them. I recognize this is not me judging, looking down, holding my nose as I'm talking about a 21-year-old kid. It's me understanding. It's me connecting. It's me validating that concern. And it's not just one 20-year-old. There's a party. There's something off campus. There's something. There is always going to be a temptation. I have never been tempted more than when I was in college. The older I got, the more I did in school, the more I would be out and about, the more groups of people I would connect and contact with, and 2,300, 2,400 kids, you know everybody by the time you graduate. The temptations were constantly there. That's probably why I graduated with like a C-plus average. I fight it. It should be a B minus, but there's still an issue that I gave up going back and forth on in my transcript. That's the reason. That's it. That's why kids, when they, they come from a household with a strict set of rules, which is fine, which is great. You can be a parent any way you want. Now there is this sense of freedom that you have to balance. Wait a minute. You mean I don't need to go to class? I mean, I could just sleep through this entire semester and show up for tests and, and get a C plus. Okay, I can do that. This had to be done. It doesn't mean that it has to be done in the NFL. It means it must have gone down the way it did, and I expect a domino effect now. The SEC is probably going to be the lone holdout. We'll talk about that in 13 minutes. Fake news next with Ron Culver on the second level on Map Radio.
0: So, can I ask
1: you a question? Fake news with Ron. With all the fake news out there. Don't believe those lies. It's on Shander to give it to you straight. Three stories, but only one is fake. It's true. I know it's a weird thought, but it's true. Can Shander spot the fraud? Here's Ron Culver. Can I just jump in Um, real quick? Yeah, go ahead.
2: Jump in. And thank because at least we know Matt Peralt is listening to this show. I can't promise Jake Asman, Tony, I know Scotty isn't. Is he forced to? He might be. He might be. He yeah. might be. Might and, be in his contract. I don't know. And Maybe it's like as, as far as a monitoring. Maybe Peralt has that built into his deal where he's monitoring the final 40 minutes of this show just to make sure that nothing is said or done that would damage the lead-in. his show pushing the odds 1 to 4 Eastern across all networks. Well that's the case he's not doing a good job. Well yes he's (laughs) not doing a good job as far as taking what should be brought back to management and saying hey but at the same time he's clearly doing a good job monitoring the program he nailed Plezak right away I'm I'm just drowning looking for a life vest and you're laughing at me as the deck of the Titanic crumbles as well. Well because I'm already sending in a lifeboat no, you, you had no idea who I was even talking about. No, you just, that's true. You just wanted to go get back to safety. I, Unbelievable. I just went on another boat. Now, if this Plezak story wasn't fake news, then my goodness,
3: man. All no, right. I didn't have the Plezak story in fake news. Okay, okay. I went a different route. Thank you. Okay. You ready for it? I am ready. Feeling
2: confident? That's a new week. I don't know what it to is expect a new week. from you. All
3: right. Carol Baskin is proud to be Again? the supplier of exotic cats to the stars.
2: Carol Baskin, we can't get
3: away from this one. No, we can't. Recently, she provided the Tiger and Cheetah and Cardi B's
2: and Megan Thee Stallion's WAP video. Did you see that video? No, I did not. Mm. I- I'm not a fan of either, so I don't know why I would seek them out. At first, For whatever
3: reason, they... Uh, you know they
2: ha I they had tigers and cheetahs
3: in the video. I myself have not seen the video either, but you saw the story that Carol Baskin was
2: proud to be the supplier of these exotic cats. Does Carol Baskin now remove the go to association of Mike Tyson with Tigers and become the go to person you think of when you hear the word tiger? I think so.
3: I think she's kind of taking it away from uh. Joe Exotic, Mr. Tiger King himself, because he's behind bars. There's nothing he can do.
2: Well, yeah, I don't even count him. I, yeah. I feel like Carol Baskin is the most famous name from Tiger King. She might be negative and
3: positive. We, you know, it's not, you're a, you either love her, or you hate her. Okay, okay. So this is the this is story one here. That's story one.
2: My goodness.
3: Story number two. The <laughs> NH the NHL wins dad joke of the year. When in the Edmonton bubble, they took the time to thank all the fans for their support. Then the camera panned to the four fans in the stands. Hmm. And you got to picture it. It's a dad joke. Right. What's what? the, the fans Ed- were actual fans,
2: not people. Fans oh. that blow air conditioner. Yeah, so it was literally somebody
3: had set up four fans in got the it. stands.
2: And Edmonton was the one who said thank you because the host well, city the Ed- got knocked out. Well, it's
3: the Edmonton bubble. I'm, oh, saying, I'm, saying, uh, I'm saying the Edmonton bubble because uh, you know the Toronto bubble hasn't done anything. hasn't had as much fun. Yeah, I mean, Toronto,
2: you have enough fun outside that city well, or outside can't. the bubble. Can't be, Edmonton, you can't have fun out there. Well, yes, but at least there is something you can look at from your hotel yeah. room. But I'm saying the NHL,
3: since they're the sponsor, they're having a little bit of fun with this. They also earlier in the year, or earlier, not in the year, but the uh, in the bubble play, um, announced tonight's attendance at zero. Okay, so they've been having fun. They've been, they've been. I see uh, that.
2: They've been having fun with the dad jokes. It does remind me of that great Simpsons episode where they had this short little aside to Homer watching curling, yeah, on television, and the announcer is saying, "Oh, what a, what an amazing uh, effort by them," and they, uh, and then the color guy comes in and says, "That's right, Ted. Both fans should be thrilled with what they've seen," but they weren't using actual fans, like in this case. <laughs> All right. What's the third story? Story number three.
3: And this, what I'm about to say, you're going to literally hope that the fake news is down between two choices after I tell you this story. Oh, no. Okay. You're going to pray that this story that I'm about to tell you is true. And it could be. Or it may not be. I got to give credit where credit is due. Uh Uh-oh. I don't know if I like this. Jake schooled me on air about a tweet you had sent over the weekend.
2: Okay. Or did he? Are you going to give me, if you mentioned the tweet, it would give it away. Well, the tweet in
3: concern was you mentioning that the Washington football team was about to release their new name in 15 minutes. I,
2: I don't understand how people didn't get this. Like, did Jake Asman, was he part? I got somebody who tweeted me five times saying, hey, you know, it's been three hours. Any update? Did nobody understand this joke? It's not even a dad joke. Did Asman really think that I was going to announce the name of the team? And that that got like 3,000 impressions. All right. So what's what's your fake? What's the fake news story today? Well, that happened. My tweet. I don't know if Asman actually called you out or schooled you on the air. Wow. I'm torn here. I'm going to say the first story, but it's a guess.
3: So the first story is your answer? Final yeah. answer? Yes. I'm locked in. Locked in. You are correct, my young man. Total guess. I do have uh, audio to play. I love it. Let's do that next. <laughs>
1: You're listening to the second level on the Sports Map Radio Network.
0: Presented by Rocket Mortgage, home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can.
1: From the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios with way more than the scores. Here's Aton Shander.
2: So a couple of things, including this tweet that I I just saw, and it's it's great because people need validation on Twitter. And it's great to see a tweet go viral and and see two point five thousand retweets and twelve point three thousand likes and you've done something as a result of that. But the substance in these tweets lacks, and it's just amazing where we are right now. <laughs> that there are people who believe there is a direct correlation to what isn't or didn't happen regarding the correct practices in social distancing, mask wearing, and of course, washing your hands, which has been a forgotten element of all of this to the person who has refused to do all that. And I'll read you this tweet, Julie Stewart Binks. I don't know who she is at JSB underscore TV. It was retweeted into my timeline by somebody. The people clamoring for a CFB season should have put as much effort into telling people to wear a mask Social distance and stay at home for the last five months. And I responded with what is should be everybody's experiences here on social media, which is and I don't know where this disconnect does it like happened or was born from, but how often are you on social media arguing with somebody who disagrees or doesn't see? how you see something, and how often is that person's mind changed. It's one thing, if you, even if you know this person, I mean, there are plenty of people that I vehemently disagree with that I either follow or interact with on Twitter. I can tell you that it doesn't matter if they're a radio host or if they're somebody that I've known just via Twitter, or whatever the case may be. If you are having an argument and you're trying to correct somebody's behavior, the last place that you are going to find true victory is on social media. The idea that somebody who wasn't wearing a mask or practicing social distancing or not washing their hands or just flippantly going out left and right would have done the opposite if you simply tweeted more is so bizarre to me. It is completely ridiculous to me. That people actually think that if you simply yelled into space more and if you shook your fist more at a stranger on Twitter, that stranger and the, all the other strangers would miraculously have changed their practices and behavior. It's no knock on Ms. Banks or anybody else, Stuart Banks, part of me as the hyphenated last name, or anybody else. It's just this sobering realization that I think a lot of people should have if you're not there already, that you tweeting at somebody to change something or to remove this blockade in their mind or to come over to your side doesn't work. It doesn't work. That's why conversations between one reporter and one political analyst, one reporter from the New York Times and a political strategist from Fox News, isn't about those two going at it. It's about all of the small egg accounts that are just yelling at each other below in the thread. It's a complete misunderstanding of where we are right now. It doesn't mean that those people were right in not practicing those things that Julie Stewart Binks tweeted about. It's the idea that anybody right now upset about college football yelling and screaming about no college football should have been telling people to wear a mask and my response is that person who wasn't wearing a mask for the past three four months ain't gonna start wearing one now because they saw a tweet on their timeline that essentially calls them out human beings especially in this culture in this country don't take kindly to being called out by strangers on social media unless There is a ton of brand accountability. Oh, look, you know, I I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. I don't want to lose the million fans that I have. Or I don't want to lose money coming in from a brand that has chosen to align with me. That's one thing. The other part of it is some egg account with 106 followers who hasn't been active since 2015 that picks and chooses where they respond, basically a bot, now is going to change their behavior. That person who is tweeting the Fort chan and the QAnon and all the other conspiracies that are out somehow would have changed their practices if you simply tweeted more. That's it. I think that it's insanity for anybody to think about their change in behavior would have come from more tweets or more yelling. That's it. I I don't know where you would get a, a different type of conclusion here. I don't know how you could get something to where people honestly believe that social media is working to change minds and change opinions. Now, speaking of masks... We know that this is a humongous deal and challenge right now. It's finding a mask that offers comfort and protection. So we here at Sports Map Radio, myself included, recommend the Boomer Naturals three-layer comfortable and highly breathable mask. These come in sizes for adults, teens, and children and are in stock now, and they'll ship to you fast. And one reason why these are highly protective, Boomer Naturals has the nano-silver technology woven into the fabric. So the nano-silver can block those tiny drops and particles from getting to the nose and mouth. And that's what we want right now. It's the best protection out there. Boomer also offers those popular nano-silver neck gaiters. So your neck gaiter can be truly protected with the nano-silver technology. Order now, boomernaturals.com. Use our promo code SPORTS, and you can save 20%. SPORTS at boomernaturals.com, and you can save 20%. Get free shipping and handling when you spend at least $50 online at boomernaturals.com. And another great thing, Boomer donates one face cover for every order to nonprofits and charities, helping tens of thousands of Americans in need, and we love that. At Shander Show, twitch.tv slash Shander Show. So one of the stories that turned out to be real in fake news, we also have this hole-in-one that we'll probably just save for one for the road because it, I, I can't imagine watching what I watched and anybody else reacting the same way. But Ron pulled this audio for the fake news, the third story, which is Jake Asman schooling you. Yes. On a tweet that I sent over the weekend. Yep. All right. Now, I have no idea. I purposely have not listened to anything ahead of time. I didn't screen this, and I'm not nervous like you were before you played my audio that I sent you last week. Right.
3: Well, because, you know, it's me and Jake. Right. Yeah. Constant professionals here. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this was – this I, I – okay, you had sent a tweet out over the weekend – shortly after uh, Geis of the Washington football team had been cut from the team. Or was it when he got arrested? No, it's when he
2: was immediately cut. When he was immediately Fra- cut. This was Friday night.
3: Yeah, no, I just didn't remember when what the timeline was when this tweet was sent out. And, uh, well, this is the result of that said tweet. Okay,
2: They, 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 they had move quickly. So, you know, give him credit, but I also think at the same time what choice did they have?
3: No, they don't. They don't have a choice. I mean, it was an easy choice for them, easier than them deciding on a new name. Yeah,
1: right. Right now, they have a name. They're just a Washington football team.
3: What a name! And what was all that rumor? I, I got to talk to the ca- guy after you. Who kept? Who tweeted out that a new name was going to be announced in 15 minutes? Did you see that? Yeah. Tweet? So
2: I think Aton was making the joke, basically being like, "Oh, we have a bad PR story. Well, let's announce a
1: new name so no one's Thank talking you. about Darius." Well, Geist. It was
3: a bad. Jo- it went over my head. Yeah, he fooled you, Aton. Yeah, it you. wasn't on dad joke level. That's what I need.
1: See, I'm on Aton's level there. I think he was he was doing a little like joking troll, being like, "Oh, watch them put out their name now because no one will talk
2: about Darius. Guys, we'll be talking about their new name." The old Friday news dump in a sense that we're just going to change the narrative. Get out in front and, and put something out there. Uh, to the NBA now. That was awesome. And thank you, Jake Asman, for all the you-know-what that you get on this show, mainly for Ron Culver. What? <laughs> Look at that guy standing up for me, and he said even I'm on his level. Jake Asman is on the second level. I was trying to bring you up there with that joke on Friday. I can't believe of all people you took it literally. Of all people, like, you were the one person I thought I would be able to count on that would understand my humor in that tweet. I, You know, here's the deal. And you were waiting for the news. You were waiting for the name.
3: I know how close you are with McMullen. I thought maybe McMullen had an inside source. He's a great NFL insider. I waited with bated breath, man. I'm like, come on. Give me Uh, to it. I need some juice. Get me into this weekend. I want to know what Washington is up to. It's amazing. Yeah, Man. I. uh I, I, I didn't even I,
2: mean to get like that. Wasn't no, even my I, intent.
3: I, I missed the, I missed the mark on that one. I, I, you're not alone, you know. I know I'm not alone. I've read a lot of the people, and I'm like, okay, yeah, Aton, 15 minutes, and now it's, you know, an hour. What's going on? I can't, I can't believe.
2: First off, when have I ever broke news before in my life? I'll break wind before I break news on this show over the air. So it's, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to break any news if I get a nugget that that's because people can't trust me that's why hey you know uh Brett Brown's gonna get fired tomorrow really can I say something now no don't say a word <laughs> and it's already over the internet and everywhere Brett Brown's gonna get fired Brett I can't talk about it I- I'm starting this new show locally here I'm part of a-, a show on the local Fox 29 affiliate it's gonna be a, a sports related show I can't talk about it sign the paperwork and everything I don't know what I don't think the announcement's gonna come down for like another two weeks and I can't talk about it. So I'm terrible at keeping secrets and trying to hold off from telling everybody my business or anybody else's business. And also, just to clear this up, at no point was that meant to get anybody. Like, I wasn't... Asman nailed it. That was a perfect description of what I was doing. was just making a joke at the Washington football team's expense. All right, real quick, before... This is ridiculous. And I even tried to contact DraftKings on this. But um, before we break, and we'll hit one for the road with this ridiculous hole-in-one. So a unit, I know people don't like to talk about units and, and specifically mention how much a unit is. A unit for me is usually 25 $25 is usually a unit for me. When I'll bet every now and again, you know, you fluctuate. Sometimes you feel really good about something. You bump it up to 50. Other times it's like, nah, just throw 10 bucks on that and you move on. I'm not beholden to this number, but normally a unit is $25 for me. So I saw a really good parlay here where the Lakers money line and the under, I think it's two twenty one and a half. Pays out at plus 185 for that parlay. 221 now. It's down to. So last night, and this is why you don't bet when you're either drunk or under the influence or simply really, really tired. And I was really, really tired last night. So DraftKings has an option when you actually get on the app to either type in manually the number or you can hit, you know, like the plus 20, plus 5 or plus one to get to a certain number. So I I never do this, but I was so tired, so I manually typed in the number. Now, I had just collected like 10 different bets that hit over the weekend on the PGA, so I had a decent amount of money stashed in that account. And as you know, a unit for me is $25, so I'm thinking, okay, let me just place a unit on this Lakers money line and under 221.5 parlay. I was so tired that I guess my thumb slipped and I hit an extra one. So I now have a $251 bet, even despite me begging DraftKings to take it off my account, immediately just remove it. They said, sorry, we can't do this. You're locked into this bet. So... I am as big of a Lakers fan tonight as anybody out there, and then some. And hopefully the Denver Nuggets don't knock down three after three. You know what's going to happen is that the Lakers will win this thing, and it'll probably hit like 230. Oh, worst possible. I wasn't even drunk. Like, I couldn't even chalk it up to 15 white claws. One for the road next.
1: Dealing with the root of the issues, it's the second level on the Map Radio Network.
0: Presented by Rocket Mortgage.
1: Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Eitan Shander. Been on at the par 311th. Made the only party of the day at number 9, the
3: toughest hole on the course. And a hole in one. Oh! Hey! Hey! <laughs> and the crowd goes crazy. Nice.
2: That had to be, courtesy of ESPN. Or no, I think that was CBS on the final day. That had to be the most subdued reaction ever to a hole-in-one. <laughs> now, he finished tied for 22nd. He, finished, he was 6-under on the day, 4-under on the tournament. So it's not like... He was out of it, and this was the lone thing he did that day. You saw the video. He raised his arms up, like kind of like, hey, it happened, and then they just move on.
3: Yeah. I, mean, I... I guess that's part of the thing like, you wish there was a crowd. Now, what would you say is that – what was a better shot, that one or uh, Morikawa's 16th? Oh,
2: man. Well, Morikawa's 16th essentially won it for him.
3: Yeah, but, I mean, that was – it was an amazing shot. I, I think the 16th, just simply because of the stones he had.
2: To go for it? Yeah. Yeah, and then I mean, a, he was, what, like 190 out or something? No, it was a par four.
3: That he drove the green in. And well, he drove the green, seven, right.
2: Seven feet from the cup. Mm, 293 tee shot, that's what it was. Yeah. No, I, I still think whenever you hit a hole in one... You just have to celebrate like you hit a hole in one. My goodness, I wouldn't be shutting up for a month.
1: So, can I ask you a question? Oh. Fake news with Ron. With all the fake news out there. Don't believe those lies. It's eyes. on Shander to give it to you straight. Three stories, but only one is fake. It's true. I know it's a weird thought, but it's true. Can Shander spot the fraud? Here's Ron Culver. Can um, I just jump in real yeah, quick? Yeah, go ahead.
2: Jump in. And thank... Because at least we know Matt Peralt is listening to this show. I can't promise Jake Asman, Tony, I know Scotty isn't. Is he forced to? He might be. He might be. He yeah. might be. He might be, he might be in his contract. I don't know. And Maybe it's like as as far as a monitoring. Maybe Peralt has that built into his deal where he's monitoring the final 40 minutes of this show just to make sure that nothing is said or done that would damage the lead-in to his show, pushing the odds 1 to 4 Eastern across all networks. Well, here. that's
3: the case. He's not doing a good job.
2: Well, I, I, yes, he's <laughs> not doing a good job as far as taking what should be brought back to management and saying, hey. But at the same time, he's clearly doing a good job monitoring the program. He nailed Zack right away. I'm I'm just drowning, looking for a life vest, and you're laughing at me as the deck of the Titanic crumbles as well. Well, because I'm already sending in a lifeboat. No, you, you had no idea who I was even talking about. No, nah, that's true. You just wanted to go get back to safety. I, Unbelievable. I just went on another boat. Now, if this act story wasn't fake news, then my goodness, man. All
3: no, right. I didn't have the Pleszak story in fake news. Okay, okay. I went a different route. Thank you. Okay. You ready for it? I am ready. Feeling confident? That's a new week. I don't know what it to is expect a new week. from you. All right. Carol Baskin is proud to be Again? the supplier of exotic cats to the stars.
2: Carol Baskin, we can't get away from this one. No,
3: we can't. Recently, she provided the Tiger and Cheetah and Cardi B's and
2: Megan Thee Stallion's WAP video. Did you see that video? No, I did not. Mm. I- I'm not a fan of either, so I don't know why I would seek them out. At first,
3: for whatever reason, they... Uh, you know, they had, I, they had tigers and cheetahs in the video. I myself have not seen the video either, but you saw the story that Carol Baskin was proud
2: to be the supplier of these exotic cats. Does Carol Baskin now remove the go to association of Mike Tyson with tigers and become the go to person you think of when you hear the word tiger? I think so. I think
3: she's kind of taking it away from. Uh, Joe Exotic, Mr. Tiger King himself,
2: because he's behind bars. There's nothing he can do. Well, yeah, I don't even count him. I, I yeah. feel like Carol Baskin is the most famous name from Tiger King. She might be negative and positive. We,
3: you know, it's not, you're uh, you
2: either love her, or you hate her. Okay, okay. So this is the this is story one here. That's story one. My goodness.
3: Story number two. The, <laughs> NH, the NHL wins dad joke of the year. When in the Edmonton bubble, they took the time to thank all the fans for their support. Then the camera panned to the four fans in the stands. Hmm. And you got to picture it. It's a dad joke. Right. What's what? the yeah, but, fans were actual fans, not people. Fans oh. that blow air conditioner. Yeah. Then, so it's literally somebody had set up four fans in got the it. stands. And Edmonton was the one who said thank you because the whole well, city the, got knocked out. Well, it's the Edmonton bubble.
0: I'm, oh, saying, I'm, saying, I'm
3: saying the Edmonton bubble because yeah. um, you know the Toronto bubble hasn't done anything, hasn't had as much fun. Yeah, I mean Toronto, you
2: have enough fun outside that city well, or you outside can't. the bubble. Can't, be, Edmonton, can't have fun you, you, though there. Well, yes, but at least there is something you can look at from your hotel yeah. room. But I'm saying the NHL,
3: since there's a the sponsor, they're having a little bit of fun with this. They also earlier in the year or earlier, not in the year, but the uh, in the bubble play um, announced tonight's attendance as zero. Okay, so they've been having fun. They've been, they've been. I see uh, that. They've been having
2: fun with the dad jokes. It does remind me of that great Simpsons episode where they had this short little aside to Homer watching curling, yeah, on television, and the announcer is saying, "Oh, what a, what an amazing uh, effort by them," and they, uh, and then the color guy comes in and says, "That's right, Ted. Both fans should be thrilled with what they've seen," but they weren't using actual fans, like in this case. <laughs> All right. What's the third story? Story number three. And
3: this, what I'm about to say, you're going to literally hope that the fake news is down between two choices after I tell you this story. Oh, no. Okay. You're going to pray that this story that I'm about to tell you is true. And it could be. Or it may not be. I got to give credit where credit is due. Uh Uh-oh. I don't know if I like this. Jake schooled me on air about a tweet you had sent over the weekend.
2: Okay. Or did he? Are you going to give me, if you mentioned the tweet, it would give it away. Well, the tweet in concern
3: was you mentioning that the Washington football team was about to release their new name in 15 minutes. I,
2: I don't understand how people didn't get this. Like, did Jake Asman, was he part? I got somebody who tweeted me five times saying, hey, you know, it's been three hours. Any update? Did nobody understand this joke? It's not even a dad joke. Did Asman really think that I was going to announce the name of the team? And that that got like 3,000 impressions. All right. So what's what's your fake? What's the fake news story today? Well, that happened. My tweet. I don't know if Asman actually called you out or schooled you on the air. Wow. I'm torn here. I'm going to say the first story, but it's a guess. So the first story is your answer? Final answer? Yes. I'm locked
3: in. Locked in. You are correct, my young man. Total guess. I do have uh, audio to play. I love it. Let's do that next.